Hi, everyone, and welcome to the 10th episode of the Millennial Life and Men podcast, personal growth for your work, life, and money. My name is Kimberly, and I'm here to help you develop the personal growth skills to make and manage your money to create work-life balance. How? By tackling the self-doubt, imposter syndrome, and procrastination habits that are holding you back. And today, we're going to be talking about LinkedIn, specifically the six LinkedIn mistakes that you are making that make you look unprofessional and are killing your job search. This episode is actually created as a follow-up to an article I had written a few months ago about the 10 steps on how to create the perfect LinkedIn profile. And I will link that article in the show notes. It is one of the more popular articles on MLA. I've gotten a lot of positive feedback on it, and I've had people reach out to me personally to tell me how helpful it is. So I kind of wanted to create this episode as a follow-up to that and talk about the LinkedIn mistakes that you might be making and you don't even know it. So LinkedIn can kind of feel like the final frontier of networking sites, maybe apart from like TikTok, which I'm not on because I, I don't understand. But LinkedIn can kind of um, be intimidating because um, you might not understand what kind of platform it's created and utilized for. Now, the first thing you might be thinking is, is LinkedIn really necessary when you are applying for a job? Because when you apply for a job, you, you know, you have a resume, you have a cover letter. Do you really need a LinkedIn profile? And the answer is yes, because LinkedIn is Um, so important in your personal branding. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that throughout the whole episode. But statistics show that of the 2 billion millennials globally, 87 million of them are on LinkedIn. And of those 87 million millennial users, 11 million of them are in decision-making positions. And the thing about LinkedIn and why it's becoming more and more important is actually because the job market is becoming more and more competitive. It is not enough anymore just to have the education, the qualifications, or even the experience, because a lot of people have that. And even now during the COVID-19 crisis, um, the job market has gotten really competitive and it will be very competitive in the next few years. That's why it's so important to have a LinkedIn profile and you don't to utilize LinkedIn because it allows you to show um, why you are unique and to stand out in the job search process instead of just being, you know, a black and white name on a uh, on a resume on a hiring manager's computer screen. So today we're really going to be talking about the six mistakes that you need to avoid making on LinkedIn. And throughout this whole episode, I'm going to be talking a lot about the LinkedIn algorithm, its searchability and interface, and how you and why you might be making these mistakes. I have made them as well because I didn't know how to utilize LinkedIn correctly when I first started. But that is a change that I have made in the last couple of years. And it has done so much for my career. And um, actually, in the episode, I will be reading off a portion of my LinkedIn profile as an example in case you are interested. So let's just get started. These are the six LinkedIn mistakes you need to avoid making in your job search. 
The first mistake I see a lot of people making is actually not having a LinkedIn profile picture. One of the first things you should be doing on LinkedIn is actually adding a profile picture. And if you need some help on how to create a profile picture, there is a whole section on it in the article I talked about before about the 10 steps to create the perfect LinkedIn profile. And I will again link that in the show notes. But Adding a picture is actually a pretty common mistake and there might be a lot of reasons why you may be hesitant to have a LinkedIn profile picture. First off, and this is something that I have experienced as well, is that you may not want your photo on the internet um, because you for security and privacy reasons. I understand that a lot of people who work in listen to my podcast and in my audience have, you know, private Instagram profiles. I do too. Other than Millennial Life and Min, my personal Instagram is private. My personal um, media um, is also private, like Facebook. And I can see the hesitancy on wanting to have your, you know, personal information online. But I do really think it is important to have a profile picture for many reasons. The first one being that it is allow it allows a person to connect personally with you. When you send in a resume that, I mean, in North America, you don't have a photo. So you're just a name on a black and white piece of paper. And even if you don't have a picture on your profile, people can't connect to you. In this age, more people want to connect with other people. It's not just about finding any person to do a job anymore. It's about ensuring that, um, that you find the right candidate for your position. So having a profile picture allows someone to make a personal connection with you. The next reason why it is really important is because if you don't have a profile picture, you are going to be standing out in for all the wrong reasons. So if a recruiter or hiring manager is looking through LinkedIn profiles to see their candidates and everyone else has a picture, and yours doesn't, it looks like you don't really care about your professional media. And if you also don't have a picture and someone um, also doesn't have a picture, you both will have the default picture, which is just like this gray figure. And you won't be very memorable when they're going through LinkedIn profiles. The next reason is also because if you don't have a photo, it kind of looks like you're inactive on LinkedIn. And I think that's just a natural tendency. I mean, if you were to, to go um, to someone's linked, um, Instagram profile, for example, and you saw no picture, they were on private, you might think that they don't use Instagram. And the sa- it's the same way for LinkedIn. If you don't have a completed profile with a LinkedIn picture, um, recruiters might not even bother reaching out to you because they might think, oh, this person probably just signed up one day, never cared about it again, doesn't really care about their um, professional media and um, image online and just, you know, um, chose to ignore it. So I'm not going to bother messaging this person who obviously doesn't use this platform. So you might be missing out on opportunities. Now, you, um, I can also see the hesitancy to add a LinkedIn profile picture because it might elicit some biases from hiring managers and recruiters. In episode eight, I talked all about how to deal with work discrimination in the workplace, and that includes discrimination during the job search. So if that is something that you 
currently have a challenge with, make sure you go and listen to that episode. But the truth is that if a recruiter or hiring manager is going to have any bias towards you because of your ethnicity or the way you look or anything like that, it will come out eventually. So even if they just got your resume, they might call you into an interview and like if they're if they're a biased or racist person, um, they're they're still going to be that, like that at the interview. And honestly, you don't want to work for someone like that. That's why it's really important to have a LinkedIn profile picture because the the pros outweigh the cons. And when you're looking at creating a LinkedIn profile picture, don't think that you have to have like this boring look or that it has to be a professional photo shoot. I know that a lot of people on LinkedIn do have professional headshots done. But to be honest, that's nice, but it's not exactly necessary. Um, In that article I was talking about before, I talk all about how to create a great profile picture, even if you don't have a fancy DSLR camera or any kind of like... um, resources to have a get a professional headshot you can create and uh, take a really great picture on something as easy as your phone or a basic camera and it doesn't also have to be on a like blue screen type of like professional background actually I think your profile picture can be creative it doesn't have to look like a school book yearbook photo like sorry a school yearbook photo it can show you um accepting an award it can show you doing actually you know if you're an artist it can show you creating something or with colors or um, in the background or something creative like it doesn't have to be something boring it could show your personality that's why a LinkedIn profile picture is so important so make sure you add one in the next mistake I see a lot of people making on a LinkedIn is actually adding in their resume. If you don't know, LinkedIn profiles allow you to add in documents, including something like your resume. Now, this is one of those kind of sneaky mistakes that you might not be aware you're making because at first, it sounds like a fantastic idea. Um, Adding your resume, that seems great. You should probably be putting your resume everywhere, right? No. This is not, it may not be obvious at first, but adding in your resume um, onto your LinkedIn profile has a lot of hidden consequences. And I'm going to cover three of them today. So this section is going to be a little bit longer. First of all, it's completely redundant. What information on your resume is not already on your LinkedIn profile? If anything, your LinkedIn profile should be a more um, in-depth Um, summary of your work history because your resume really should not be more than two pages long but your LinkedIn profile can you know have a lot of past work history it has recommendation is it has skills it has volunteer experiences and and a lot of achievements so it can be more in depth than a resume the reason why I think a lot of people add in their resume onto their LinkedIn profile is because they might think that, oh, well, now if a recruiter is interested in me, they can print off my resume. But that's actually not very necessary. The recruiters and hiring managers that are looking you up most likely have LinkedIn Plus, which is the paid version of LinkedIn. 
that has an option to print off profiles in a resume-like format. So you don't need to add your resume onto your profile to have a recruiter print off your profile and information. They already have that option. So by adding in your resume, it's actually like a lose-lose situation. On one hand, um, if a recruiter is looking at potential candidates and they want to print off the information, they might print off your resume instead of your LinkedIn profile because, you know, they have that option. So when they're reviewing it, they have all of these, you're in, um, you're, they're comparing it to all of these other candidates, which they've printed off the LinkedIn profile in a resume-like format. And yours might look kind of bare in comparison because everyone else has all of this information, great information, but yours is just like maybe a one-pager. So they might not be as interested. And the second reason, um, way option is that the recruiter might not even bother printing off your resume because they want just to, you know, click that button and print off your profile in that resume-like format that LinkedIn Plus allows. So then it's not really necessary. They're not really looking at it. So it's kind of like, again, a lose-lose situation. It's just very unnecessary. It's not really helpful to you or to the employer. The second reason why you really shouldn't have your resume on your LinkedIn profile is that it won't impress recruiters because it's not tailored for the position they're looking to fill. I like choke every time I hear someone say that they sent out 100 resumes and never heard back. If you sent out 100 resumes and never hear back, the solution is not to send out more resumes. It is to tailor your resumes to the job posting. I am such a big believer and I tell all my clients this, such an advocate for this, your resume needs to be tailored to the job posting. Generic resumes don't cut it anymore. So having your generic resume posted onto your LinkedIn profile really doesn't do much. When you send in a resume, you are basically creating a summary of all of your qualifications and work history and telling the employer why you are the perfect candidate for that job. And more than that, you need to be aware that when you are sending in a resume, it is most likely going through the applicant tracking system. The applicant tracking system, or ATS for short, is actually a bot that scans your resumes and then matches it with the job posting. That's why whenever you apply to a job, you really need to have it um, specific and cater to that job posting by pulling out keywords to ensure that you can pass the ATS system and even land in the hands of a hiring manager and a human to read it. And the reason why so many companies use this bot is because, and I can tell you that from the having been on the other side of the hiring table, you get so many applicants sometimes and you just don't have enough time to read through all these resumes. And a lot of times you get resumes from generic resumes from people who um, are not even really qualified or experienced for the job, you can always tell when someone's just like sending their resume to every single place. That's why it's so important to have a tailored resume. And if you are looking for more information on how to tailor your resume, what the ATS is, um, how to pull out keywords, I would highly recommend you checking out millenniallifeadmin.com. I have my personal resume template on there.
and a workbook that allow that talks all about the ATS system and um, keywords. So if you're interested in it, I will link it in the show notes. But having your resume onto your LinkedIn pro, like a generic resume on your LinkedIn profile, does not help. It doesn't really do anything. And you know what? A recruiter might be looking at it and saying, "Oh, well, this person kind of doesn't has has kind of has their skills all over the place." That's why you really shouldn't be adding generic resumes onto job portals or onto LinkedIn because that is your chance to basically sell yourself. A resume is a concise document that um, summarizes exactly why all of your experiences, qualifications, and um, uh, education make you the best candidate for that specific position, not just any position. And the third reason why you shouldn't be adding your resume onto your LinkedIn profile is because it's potentially a very personal security issue. Having your incredibly personal information online like that and not being aware of who is looking out of it out at it can be a very risky game to play. Your Um, resume might include your address, which I actually don't recommend, but it can include your email address and even your personal phone number. I personally don't like adding my resume onto generic job portals um, like this or just posting it everywhere because I don't like people having my personal phone number. Not because I don't want recruiters and hiring managers to connect with me, but because I usually get added on to like the spam call list. I am actually currently dealing with that right now where I'm getting a million texts a day from a company claiming to be Uber, um, asking me for code, like telling me what my code is and saying that I have to text stop back to um, stop the text messaging. I looked it up. Turns out if you um, text back stop, then you actually have to pay this fee to the company. So I've just been ignoring it. But that's a little bit of a tangent. But you can see where I'm coming from. Like it's not really, um, it's a high security issue to have your personal information online. I get enough calls from like the CRA in like different languages telling me that I have back taxes owed and they're going to arrest me or something like that. That's why... I don't encourage people to post their resumes onto these type, um, like onto generic job portals. And even though LinkedIn doesn't sell your information, you don't know who's looking at it. When you apply through a reputable portable, like um, portal, like a company website or um, a reputable company, or e- like e- email, like those people aren't going to be selling your information. They have like a job to do. They're not really looking to sell your phone numbers and email address to spam lists and stuff like that. But anybody can pretend to be a recruiter on LinkedIn. So that's why I think it is important to not have such personal information on your um, profile. Of course, your LinkedIn profile is already showing your work history and things like that. But there is a line. And as I talked about before, like, I don't think that there's any pros really to having your resume onto your LinkedIn profile. And the last reason I don't think that it's worth it is because it's just more work. I don't know about you guys, but job applications is already enough work for me between tailoring my resume through to every job posting that I want to apply to, to the job search itself, to 
um, having to answer specific questions for the job posting and going through the testing, like that's enough work. So if you add in your resume onto your LinkedIn profile, then you are going to have to update it frequently as well. And it's just one more thing that you have to do. It's also kind of confusing because personally, again, I like to tailor my resume so much to a job posting because I have a very varied background. I have worked in many different uh, industries and I've changed career paths many times. So when I'm applying to a job, I'm really focusing on, on it. But I have something that I call a master resume template. And then I pull information from there whenever I'm applying for a job. Again, if you're interested in more in what my resume looks like, I have it up uh, the template online at millennialifeadmin.com. But yeah, I'm just a fan of not having to do more work than I have to and um, going through the job search process as efficiently as possible. And while we're talking about efficiency, um, I mentioned that one of the things that um, really helps me keep me organized during my job search is actually my job application tracker, which I will link in the show notes as well. Because again, I don't like doing more work than I have to. The third mistake I see a lot of people making on LinkedIn during their job search is actually not using hashtags correctly. And this is a very easy and common mistake to make because LinkedIn has changed in the past few years. They have changed their searchability options. They have changed their interface and their algorithm. So a feature that used to be on LinkedIn was that you were able to add hashtags to your LinkedIn summary. It is now called an about section, but it's that part of your LinkedIn profile that's above your work experience, but below like your headline and photo and job title and stuff. This section used to allow you to add in hashtags and make them searchable. So if you were, let's say, a computer developer, um, you could add in the hashtag um, hashtag front end developer. And if anyone was searching for that in the search bar, your profile would come up. LinkedIn has since removed that feature. So having any kind of hashtags in your about section doesn't do anything anymore. And it actually takes up, you know, prime real estate. I would argue that the effective way to use hashtags is to add them into your updates and articles. Now, if you were someone who doesn't write a lot on LinkedIn, that's okay. You don't have to write tons and tons of articles on LinkedIn if you aren't there yet. You can also follow hashtags. And this is so important and it can be such a big advantage during your job search. For example, um, if you are looking for a job, you can actually find and follow hashtags like, you know, we're hiring or something along those lines. So you can keep more up to date with job postings. I don't know if that's the best way to use it personally, because I think that the jobs tab within LinkedIn is quite, um, uh, it does the, the filtering process really, really well. So I do enjoy that, but it is an option. You can also follow hashtags that are relevant to your industry. And this is something that is so important because for, for many reasons, the first one being is it 
allows you to keep up in your industry. Now, anyone who hashtags something like marketing, let's use the example of TikTok at the beginning, which I know nothing about. So if you are in marketing and, you know, again, TikTok is really taking off recently, you might want to follow a hashtag that's like TikTok marketing or something along those lines. And if you comment or like that article, it actually shows up in the feeds of your connections and in your LinkedIn profile as an article you you recently read, liked, or comment. And we're going to be talking a lot more about how to use the algorithm of LinkedIn to your advantage later in the episode. But then it shows your connections and people, recruiters that you could be potentially um, connected to that, oh, this person is really up to date in the industry. He or she really knows a lot about um, TikTok marketing, for example. And that is how you use LinkedIn um, hashtags effectively during your job search. But it's not just, you know, to make yourself look like an expert in your field online, but it also helps with your in-person interviews. If you are looking to, you know, talk about, let's again, let's use TikTok marketing in an interview and you follow the hashtag, you know what's going on in that industry. And that's something that you can talk about during your interviews and you can bring up during your interviews because you know what's going on instead of someone, uh, another candidate they might be interviewing that, like knows nothing about TikTok. So that is how you use hashtags effectively on LinkedIn. The next LinkedIn mistake that you might be making that's really killing your job search is not adding in skills into the skills section of your LinkedIn profile. It may seem redundant and repetitive to add in the skills into like the skills section of your profile, I mean, because isn't your aren't your skills listed throughout your whole LinkedIn profile? Yes, but that's not enough. One of the things I really wanted to touch base with and talk about this um, on this episode is how to utilize the interface and searchability of LinkedIn to your advantage. Now, when you apply for a job through LinkedIn or when people are comparing you as a candidate next to a a job posting, there is something called the skills match section. Sometimes it shows up and sometimes it doesn't. I think it's the choice of the employer. But when you're looking at a job posting, it's usually on the right-hand side um, if you're looking at the posting individually or if it might be on the bottom if you're looking at a lot of job postings simultaneously and side by side. Now, this section of is called skills match. So it's basically comparing the skills that are required in the job posting to the skills on your profile. So if you don't have any skills listed on your profile, it will show up and it will say zero out of 10 skills matched. That is really killing your job search because it's so easy for a recruiter or hiring manager to gloss over your profile because they think that you don't have the skills that they require for that job. Now, you might be thinking, well, a recruiter can just look at your profile. Yes, they can. But to be honest, recruiters and hiring managers get so many resumes and have to look through so many candidates that it can be easy just to dismiss someone who has zero skills that they're looking for. That's why it's so important to add in skills. 
you might not actually, sometimes you get to see what skills are looking for. Not all the time. Sometimes it'll just say like six out of 10 skills matched instead of actually giving a list. But you would be surprised in the amount of jobs that actually do list the skills they're looking for. That's why it's so important to add in your skills into the skills section so that you are searchable when they are comparing your profile to the job posting. Now, this is a little bit of an extra hack, but if you are looking at job postings, make sure that you add in the correct skills to your profile. Make sure you're using the language that they're using. For example, if you have communication skills, that is actually a very generic skill to have. And but that's something you might want to add to your profile. Instead of just adding in communication skills, look through the um, job postings that you're interested in and see what skills they're asking for. So they might be asking for not just communication skills, but business communication skills, or they might looking at writing communication skills or something along those lines. Make sure you're pulling the correct words out of those job postings you're interested in and adding them in to your profile. The fifth mistake I see so many people making on LinkedIn that's holding them back is actually not having an interesting about section. Like we talked about earlier in this episode, the about section is that portion of your profile on LinkedIn that's below your headline and above your work experience. Many people skip this section of their profile, and I can tell you that because I used to be one of them. This is a big mistake that I made when I first started using LinkedIn. The reason why I didn't have anything in my about section previously called a summary is because I thought it was kind of repetitive. I mean, it... There is nothing that, you know, everything's already on my LinkedIn profile, already has my work experience, languages, volunteer stuff, achievements, recommendations. So I didn't really see the point of adding in an about section. And that was a very big missed opportunity. Like I talked at the beginning of the episode, I really think the great thing about LinkedIn is it allows you to create your personal brand and tell recruiters and hiring managers what makes you unique and what makes you stand out in the hiring process. And this is the area that you utilize to talk about you and what makes you special. Now, your some uh, about section shouldn't be a summary of your LinkedIn profile. They can already read that, but it allows them, it should be an area where you talk about you and why you love to do what you do. What is your passion? What kind of results do you deliver? And what are your values? So to give you an example, I thought it'd be fun to kind of read what my LinkedIn about section looks like. I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's kind of long and detailed, but I thought I'd just share a little bit of what it looks like and explain how I use it to my advantage during the job search process. Now, before we begin, just in case you don't know, I work in government procurement. So that is my industry and that is who I'm talking to when I when they and who is reading my profile. So my profile about section starts off like this. Procurement is one of those words that leave people either yawning or confused, but it lights me up. 
I used to always think that I would have to choose between the private and public sector until I discovered purchasing, a unique niche in working between the private businesses and public government sector. I am passionate about building communities, literally building them from the buying the mechanical parts that keep the fleets running to contracting services for the community to sourcing the materials to build a new community center. I love all things purchasing, even the technical side. Every day I pray to the SAP gods that it does not crash on me. So that is what my about section starts off with. And I wanted to talk a little bit about it because I thought it'd be a good example of, first of all, um, showing who I am and also um, engaging recruiters and hiring managers and people in my industry. So when I talk about procurement, one of the first things I really hit is um, building communities because I'm looking to work in government procurement. And if I was looking to work in the private sector, my about section would actually be looking very different. I would be hitting different notes. However, since I'm geared towards government, I talk a lot about community building in my whole about section, um, you know, building things for Canadians, that kind of type of things, because that is what I want to work in. And another thing I also talk a lot about in my about section are my values. So I talk a lot about my work in uh, fair, accountable, transparent government, because that's what I believe in. And that's how what my values are in government purchasing. And that's what people are attracted to. And I know the hiring managers that are looking at my profile want that. And it actually works in both of our favors because I don't work for people. People always ask me why I like my managers. It's because I'm very clear on who I want to work for. I really explain my values in my about section. So people, and there are people um, who don't really like um, accountable and fair government and fair purchasing um, will not want to hire me because I'm going to be a pain in your butt. But um, anyone who does want that as a part of their team really is attracted to that. So that is something that I talk about. And another portion that, um, another thing that I talked about in that ta- uh, in that section is actually just making a little bit of a joke. I don't know if you like caught that at the end about SAP. So SAP is the um, enterprise planning, um, resource planning software that we use. And I know front end and back end of it. And so that's a skill that I have that I talk about later in my profile. But I, I put a little humor in it because I show my personality. And again, that is something that um, hiring managers are attracted to. I show who I am. I'm not just saying Kimberly is, you know, um, a gover- uh, um, works in government procurement for X years. Like I, it doesn't sound like a robot. I'm not a robot and anyone who knows me knows that. So that's what, how you can utilize your um, profile to your advantage and to really show yourself. I promise you, your um, the about section is the most interesting portion of your profile and the portion that people are spending the most time reading because everyone's is really different. And if you have any trouble creating a um, engaging, captivating, and interesting about section, I'm going to link an article in the show notes that'll really help you create that. But really make sure you aren't just leaving this space blank and 
missing out this on this great opportunity to show people who you are. And the last mistake I wanted to talk about that many people make on LinkedIn is actually using LinkedIn like social media and sharing their personal life. I think that this can really kill you in the job search because it is TMI information sometimes. LinkedIn is not social media. It is professional media. And this piece of advice is actually very controversial in the space of LinkedIn because there are many people who can argue that sharing your personal life makes you more relatable, it makes people like you, it makes you have uh, more connections. And while that's true, I think that there is a line. Of course, you can share personal updates, but I would argue that it is important to share personal updates related to your work and not necessarily related to your personal life. I do enjoy reading about people's personal lives, about how they got started on their career or their challenges that they're currently facing. That is interesting to read. Um, But I also have seen people post vacation photos and um, that's not something that I'm that interested in. And if I was, I'd follow you on Instagram or on Facebook. And this is um, also very controversial advice because a lot of people want to, again, share their personal life. But there is a line and you have to also understand that the algorithm and the searchability platform of LinkedIn is designed differently than Facebook and Instagram. If you share photos on Facebook and in Instagram, it usually only goes to your network. But in Insta- on LinkedIn, once you share an update, if someone likes or comments on it, it also shows up in the feeds of that person's connections. So if you're sharing very personal information, then it actually goes to people that you may not even know at all. And that can actually kind of go down a dangerous path depending on what you're sharing. Now, this is something that I see a lot of people doing, uh, but... I'm not a fan of it. I'm actually very heavenly against this, even on like Facebook and LinkedIn, but I see a lot of like Facebook and Instagram, but I see a lot of people share very personal information about their children. And while it might seem cutesy to actually upload photos of your kids on LinkedIn at their desk or as a part of your work, especially since we've moved a lot into work from home, it's actually not um, appropriate and it's a privacy issue for your children as well. I read an article where um, someone had commented that they the, the, this complete stranger is um, now knows all this information about another person's child, where they go to school, how old she is, and all this personal information about her. And uh, this can this is gonna be an argument for another time. But I'm actually not of the a fan of people sharing very personal information on their children, um, intimate moments because children don't understand what social media or internet is yet. And I I do think that it should be a choice that they have whether or not they want their photos in a million people's feeds, and it's not consensual. But tangent. That's just my personal opinion. So I really would avoid sharing personal information on um, LinkedIn and treating it like social media because it's not. However, this is could be um, something that you can also use to your advantage when you want to share personal updates. Make sure, like that, it is professionally related. So. 
you know how I was talking earlier about how the searchability of Instagram um, of LinkedIn is designed to be connect with as many people as possible. You can also use that to your advantage. So especially during the COVID crisis, I saw a lot of people post saying that, you know, uh, that if you've been laid off um, or if you and you need a job like and you need anything from me and we've worked together, let me know. I can review your resume for you. I can um, uh, uh, write a recommendation for you. I can call a contact for you. And I saw a lot of posts like that. And I thought that was really, really great and also really like nice. And I saw people who also posted that said, you know, their challenges with COVID-19 that is actually related to their work. And those are personal updates that um, actually make you relatable and shareable to your professional network. And so that's just my two cents on sharing your personal life on social media. I do think that this area um, and the opinion on this changes, I feel like with different generations. Um, personally, I and this is again, all my personal experience, but I see that a lot of older people think that it's okay to share, um, treat um, LinkedIn like Facebook and just share everything all of the time and share their kids' photos and share kids' videos and things like that. I do think the millennial generation is a little bit more tech savvy and also a little bit more conscientious of how you show up online. Because again, I don't need to share my vacation photos on LinkedIn. I have Instagram for that, right? I, I know where... Um, I'm sharing. And if you want to make like funny dancing videos or things like that, that's what TikTok is for. This, you know, um, I think millennials, especially who are very tech savvy, know that um, each platform is created for a different purpose. And so that's why I think it's really important just to remember that LinkedIn is created for this networking purpose. It can be utilized really to your advantage. And so that's why I wouldn't deter you from actually posting personal updates on LinkedIn. I actually know someone who recently made a 30 um, below 30 list before 30 list. Right. And you know what? If she posted that on LinkedIn, that would be great. That would be fine. That's a great achievement to have. And I remember she posted um, a photo on on her um, Instagram. She was kind of hesitant because she didn't want to look like she was showing off. But yes, that is like something that you should show off for. Like you should be proud of your accomplishments. And so I'm not saying you shouldn't post everything. But definitely post things related to your work and career and utilize that um, ad, uh, algorithm, that searchability to your advantage. Because I've seen posts go viral on LinkedIn as well. And because it shows up in not only the connections feeds, but the people who are connected to connected feeds. So it's very easy to go viral on LinkedIn more so than other platforms. So sharing work updates can be worked towards your advantage, but sharing personal life updates can also really work to your disadvantage. And so I'm not saying that you shouldn't share personal updates on LinkedIn. Just be aware of what type of personal update that you want to share. To be honest, maybe a lot of people on your Instagram don't really care about a new project that you've been working on at work. But your LinkedIn connections might be really interested in it. It's a different audience. And really utilize that, you know, searchability um, and connection and algorithm that we had talked about to your advantage. So if you're working on a project, a very exciting project, share it. Because not only will your connections see it, if your connections like it, their connections will see it as well. 
and you might potentially get new clients or someone might reach out to you to talk to you about that project. That is how you use LinkedIn personal updates to your advantage. Mm, Not so much with your vacation photos or your funny baby videos. That's really more of an Instagram TikTok thing. LinkedIn can seem intimidating at the beginning, but if you know how to utilize it correctly and avoid these LinkedIn mistakes, you are on your way to a killer job search. One of the things I really wanted you to take away from this episode is how to use the searchability algorithm and platform of LinkedIn to your advantage in the job search. So just to recap, the six mistakes that you do need to avoid is one, not having a LinkedIn picture. Two, adding your resume onto your profile. Three is not using hashtags correctly. Fourth is not adding skills into the skills section of your profile. Fifth is not having an interesting or captivating about section. And sixth is sharing your personal life and treating LinkedIn like social media. I hope you have found this episode helpful. And before you leave, I do just want to remind you of some of the resources that I think will be really helpful in your job search and in your LinkedIn profile. The first one being the article, um, the 10 steps on how to create the perfect LinkedIn profile. It is on millenniallifeadmin.com and I will leave a link in the show notes. The next is if you are looking for a resume template If you are looking on how to actually pull out keywords from um, job descriptions and um, I have a resume template package, my personal one, up on millenniallifeadmin.com and I will link it in the show notes as well. It also comes with um, other templates, not just the resume, but cover letter references. It has a lot of good stuff in it. So make sure you check that out. If you are in the job search process and you are looking to make it more efficient, I have the job application tracker which is a free download, which I will link in as well. And um, lastly, the article on how to create really captivating and engaging um, LinkedIn sum, um, about sections. I think the article actually calls them summaries because that's what it used to be called, but it's from the Muse. I really love it. Um, I will link that in the show notes as well. Anyways, thank you so much for listening to this very long podcast episode. It's really funny because I always think that, you know, the episodes that are going to be short always turn out to be like the longest because, again, I talk too much. But I really, truly... I hope that you have found this helpful. If you have and you're more in, you're interested in LinkedIn and job search and things like that, please let me know. Just take a screenshot and tag me. I'm at Millennial Life and Min on Instagram. Post it to your stories or DM me. And also oh, let me know if there is anything that any topics that you want me to cover. Anyways, thanks again. I will talk to you soon. Until next time, happy saving, spending, and connecting. If you enjoyed listening to this episode of the Millennial Life and Men podcast, I highly encourage you to leave a review or rating on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening from. This helps more people discover the podcast and become a part of this community. Remember, we're all figuring out this work-life money thing together.